Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Daniel. My wife, Megan, and I are the location pastors here at Destiny Church, Nuremberg Region. We know that today's message will bless and encourage you because the Bible tells us that the Word of God is alive and active. If you want to connect in with us, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, follow us on social media, or visit our website at destinychurch.de. Let's get into the Word. We just started last week. Uh, last week was our first week back in. We just started last week a series called A House of Prayer. Somebody say A House of Prayer. Uh, when Jesus walked into the temple, we read the scripture last week. He walked into the temple, and in the temple, there were people selling, buying, trading. And Jesus was so frustrated, he started throwing over tables. He was, you saw him burning with a righteous anger, started throwing over tables and then said, my house will be called a house of prayer, not a den of robbers and thieves. And that's what we're going off of because the church ultimately should be a house of prayer. Say this, say, I'm a house of prayer. Say, my house is a house of prayer. We're going to be, listen, a house of prayer. We want to establish that, that this year because whether that's in a small group that you're in, whether that's in a, on a Sunday, last week we had a short message and we just spent time praying. We had different people coming up praying for different needs and we're probably going to actually engage with that once a month, like a prayer Sunday, not to communicate that we don't pray on any other Sunday. Um, but it's, we're going to we're gonna really zero in on that because we believe in the power of prayer. We believe that when we pray, things change. Amen? Anybody with me? Anybody? Maybe you've been praying prayers and you feel like they've been hitting a ceiling, but I'm telling you, keep praying because things happen in the supernatural that affect the natural when you pray. We're going to talk about it today. Let's just pray before we engage in this. Father, we just thank you that you would establish us as a house of prayer. You would establish the church, the body of Christ, establish us in our home as a house of prayer. God, that when we pray, when two or three or more are gathered in your name, things begin to shake. Things begin to move because you're there. You move on our behalf. God, the things that we've been praying come to fruition. God, the things that have been, uh, the, the, the blocks and the, and, the, and the impossible situations we would see breakthrough in. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to be in Acts chapter 12. Can I just ask you this? I want to begin to do this. Um, and just so you know, I have a bad memory, so I'm going to try to remember this every Sunday. But I just want you to know that the, th this, this, is a, this is a Bible. <laughs> and in this Bible contains the word of God. It, it does you no good unless you open it up and read it. It is the living word of God, sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating soul and spirit. This is living. You go to any bookstore, there's only one book in there that's alive, and it's the word of God. And it does something. And, and it especially does something when we honor the word of God, when we give it its place, not as just a, a narrative, not of just a story, not just a collection of stories, but the living word of God. So I'm going to ask you, can you, I know you got comfortable, but can you stand to your feet? Because we're going to honor the word of God today as I just read Acts chapter 12. So if you could stand to your feet with me, I'm going to read Acts chapter 12, starting in verse 5 today. Peter 
Peter was an apostle, and this is a story about him being in prison. Starting in verse 5, it says, So Peter was kept in prison, but, somebody say but. I like big butts in the Bible. Don't get religious on me, please. But earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. Isn't that so good? We could stay right there. But earnest prayer for him. But earnest prayer for him was made by the church. Now when Herod was about to bring him out on that very night, he, he, was, he was going to bring Peter out to be executed. When Herod was about to bring him out on that very night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains. And sentries before the door were guarding the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, Dress yourself, put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And he went out and followed him. He did not know what was being done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. Can I just tell you right now that sometimes what you pray for and sometimes what God is doing, you might not perceive is reality. That's because what God does is beyond our reality and beyond our comprehension. When they passed the first and the second guard, they came to the iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them on its own accord and they went out and went along one street and immediately the angel left him when peter came to himself he said now i am sure that the lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of herod and from all that the jewish people were expecting when he realized this he went to the house of mary the mother of john whose other name was mark where many were gathered together and praying. Let me read that one more time. Many were gathered together and were praying. Can I just tell you, probably in the past, I don't know how many years, anytime a church calls a prayer meeting, it's usually the, it's usually the smallest meeting in the church. Everybody likes to come for the flashy lights, but when you call a prayer meeting, that's the one nobody shows up to. It says, many were gathered together and were praying, just letting you know. Verse 13, and when he knocked at the door, of the gateway, a servant girl named, named Rhoda came to answer. Recognizing Peter's voice, in her joy, she did not open the gate, but ran in and reported that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, you are out of your mind. But she kept insisting that it was so, and they kept saying, it is his angel. But Peter continued knocking. And when they opened, they saw him and were amazed. Can I just tell you that sometimes God is sending you an answer to your prayer and you're ignoring it because you think it's too crazy. God is, God is knocking and saying, this is your answer to the prayer that you've been praying, but you are too, uh, it's too uncomfortable for you. It's too out of your mind. It, 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 it's too hard to comprehend that you're not even answering what he's knocking. But Peter continued knocking, and they were open, and they were amazed, it says. But motioning to them with his hand, he said, uh, to be silent, he described to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, tell these things to James and to the brothers. And he departed and went to another place. God, thank you for your word. We pray that you do something in us today through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Sit down.
and don't act all, don't, don't complain. I got to stand up all service, okay? I want to preach, preach the message with this theme or this thought, when the house prays. Say this, when the house prays. When the house prays. I think it's interesting that, that the, the people, the disciples, the believers in Peter's house were praying all night, but when, when Peter came to their door, they didn't think it was actually Peter. I don't know, and it doesn't say specifically what the believers in that house were praying for, but either they weren't praying specifically for Peter to be released from prison, and they were praying different prayers, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, sometimes we pray vague prayers that anybody can answer. Oh, God, God bless Peter. He's in prison. God bless him. Give him comfort. He's going to be executed. Give him peace tonight. And we don't pray prayers like, release him, Jesus. Release him, send an angel. We don't pray prayers like, heal him in Jesus' name. I believe you can heal. Maybe they weren't praying specific prayers, or maybe they were praying specific prayers, and, but they just weren't believing that those prayers were going to be answered. Because when that prayer was answered, they said, no, 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 that's not Peter, that's his angel. You must be crazy, you're seeing things. But it was a servant girl who came to the door and said, no, 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 I've seen something. I've seen a miracle. And sometimes we could be praying and not see the miracle. We got to pray specific prayers and we need to come behind our prayers and believe that they're done. It's sometimes we're praying our will, what we want to see, but God answers it with his will. And his will is not always your will. That's why he said to pray, your will be done. Be not, not Daniel's will be done, not my plans and my purposes be done, not my selfish prayers and my selfish desires be done, but Jesus, God, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because God will answer your, your prayers with his will and you got to be expecting the unexpected. Because sometimes you're praying. I, I used to have a pastor who used to always use fruit and vegetables as, uh, as an illustration. He said, sometimes you're praying for a cucumber and he'd give you a seed. See, sometimes God will, you're praying for something but he's going to give you the initial startup, he's going to give you the seed of that very thing that you're praying for. Sometimes you're praying, Peter, oh man, we just, we just pray that God gets glory out of Peter's execution. He's going to be executed. God, would you protect us so that we don't get executed, so we don't get in prison? God, protect us. God, protect us. And then all of a sudden, Peter shows up at the door and they weren't expecting it. But yet the house was praying. Don't listen, don't miss an answer to prayer that comes because it doesn't look like the way you prayed for it. Don't miss the answer because it doesn't look like what you were praying for. You got to keep your eyes open. You got to be watching for what God is doing. Some of us, we got to change our prayer for God. Would you just bless this and bless that and say, God, what are you blessing and then do that thing? God, what is it that you're behind? What is it that you're after? What are you blessing? And do that thing. It's not always am I praying the right thing. 
Some don't, some don't pray because you're afraid you're going to pray the wrong thing or you don't know what to pray. The point is, is that they were praying and they were submitting it to God. They were submitting what they were going through to God. Prayer is partnering with God in his plans and purposes. When I pray, I'm partnering with God. And then, and then an angel came because they were praying to Peter's rescue. That's where Psalms, all, now fast forward, or, or rewind all the way to the Old Testament. Psalms 91 says, for he will command his angels concerning you. He will command his angels concerning you. When you pray, he will send angels and ministering spirits concerning you. I don't know if you believe in angels, but it's right here in the text. He's got angels that he will command concerning you. He's got angels that are assigned to you. And can I tell you, angels are not the little babies with wings. You know what I'm talking about? Like the little, the little, the little baby angels look like Cupid flying around. No, 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 no. You would get scared if you saw an angel. You're like, why don't I see the angels then? Because you would be scared. The shepherds were afraid when they saw the angels in the field. He will send his angels concerning you. He will, he will minister on your behalf. He will, he will do things. You see, let me just tell you, Peter, Peter was bound. He was, he was, there was two gates guarding. There was the prison cell and there was the gate of the city that he had to get through. There was two guards. Normally there wasn't two guards, but in some cases where there was high priority prisoners, they would put two guards next to the prisoner and they would be chained and the prisoner would be chained to those guards. So here's Peter chained to two of the guards. And then there, outside of the prison cell, there were two other guards guarding the prison cell. And an angel of the Lord came and woke Peter up and they walked past all of them and the chains fell off. When the house prays, chains break. When the house prays, chains break. When the churches begin to pray, we will see breakthrough in our city. We will see breakthrough in our lives. We will see breakthrough in our relationships. We will see breakthrough when there's obstacles. So, verse 5, so Peter was kept in prison but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. But earnest prayer. The prison, oh, but prayer. Some of, us are, some of us are in a situation that seems impossible. And you need some people to come around you, alongside yourself, and begin to pray. Because when we pray, chains break. My marriage is on the shelf, but the church was praying. I'm experiencing depression that seems so overwhelming, but the church was praying. I, I'm experiencing anxiety that keeps me up in the middle of the night. Oh, but the church was praying. Come on, are you with me? I, I, I'm experiencing a sickness. I can't shake it. It's debilitating, but the church was praying. My family is too far gone. They'll never know God. Oh, but the church 
was praying. I'm, my situation is out of control. My bank account, my, my, the, the situation I've got myself in. Oh no, but the church is praying. I've messed up far too many times. The shame is overwhelming. No, but the church was praying. When the church prays, chains break. When the church prays, the chains break. Break every chain. Break every chain. Come on. Some of you need to listen to that one on the way home. When the church prays, chains break. Oh man, I've seen chains break off my life. I've seen chains break off my friend's life. I've seen chains break off my family's life. I've seen chains break off people's lives. Why? Because people will just pray. People will begin to pray. It may not come the way I thought it came, but chains break when the church prays. When the house begins to pray. It says there is earnest prayer. Earnest prayer, it means intentional. It's intentional. We're not, we're not just flippantly praying. We're going to be intentional about prayer. Hey, Destiny Church, Nuremberg Region, we're going to be intentional about prayer this year. Come on. Can you help me? Can you help me be intentional about prayer this year? We're going to be earnestly praying. And it says they were praying without ceasing. It says, it says, they, it says the fourth watch is when the angel came. The fourth watch is from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. That house was awake at 3 a.m. praying. I don't know if they were serving coffee, if they had good food. I don't know what they were doing. But they weren't sleeping. They were praying. It was earnest prayer. Can I just tell you, I, I got to stop right here. As I was writing this message, I just maybe felt a prophetic, a, a prophetic word. The fourth watch, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Some actually people who, some people call that the witching hour, 3 a.m. It's like you see all the scary movies and stuff and the alarm goes off at 3 a.m. And then all, it's like, it's like they say it's the witching hour. But, I, but, it's, but it really is a supernatural time during the day. I don't exactly know all about it, but I know when I read scripture, a lot of supernatural things take place at the fourth watch. And it's very specific in the Bible to talk about the fourth watch. Supernatural things take place. And so I just felt maybe some, I, I, it's happened to me before. Maybe some of you, can you just close your eyes with me? We're going to stop for a moment. I'm going to put a pause on the message. And maybe some of you have been waking up recently at 3 a.m. Maybe there's sickness going on in the house. <clears throat> and it's always at 3 a.m. Everybody wakes up coughing, throwing up. Maybe you wake up at 3 a.m. I don't know, where are, you, where are you at? Watching online in here. Maybe you've been waking up at 3 a.m. with full of fear and anxiety. Maybe you woke up from a dream. Maybe you woke up from a dream and it just feels like there's an attack on your life. Maybe you had a dream about somebody you knew. With all eyes closed, if, if you're in here, you're like, man, yeah, recently I, I, I've struggled with that or it happens often. I, I wake up at 3 a.m. and it's like crazy. Anybody in here? Maybe you're watching online. All eyes closed. Nobody's looking around. Come on, I just want to pray that right now that supernaturally God breaks through at 3 a.m. for you. God breaks through at 3 a.m. God, right now, we just pray for breakthrough at 3 a.m. for people. God, whether there's fear, there's anxiety, whether there's um, temptation, in the name of Jesus, I pray for breakthrough right now in Jesus' name. That person that wakes up at 3 a.m. can't go back to sleep. God, I just pray that you turn their heart from fear and turn it into faith and they begin to intercede and they begin to do spiritual warfare in Jesus' name and they contend 
for their family. They contend for their life. They contend for their neighborhood. They contend for their work. And they go to prayer at 3 a.m., God, because we believe supernatural things take place. And we thank you for what you're doing in that. In Jesus' name, break off those chains. Amen? When the house prays, chains break. And when the house prays, gates open. Gates open. Peter walked out and it says, the gate opened on its own accord. The angel didn't even have to open it up. Gates open. Can I tell you when the house prays, things open, doors open, opportunities open. Uh, The things you've been praying for open up. The things that you've been wondering about, the things that you've been stressing, the things that you've been having anxiety about, the, 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 the opportunity, God's answer opens up when the house prays. Those, the, the way out, the way in, whatever it is that opens up when the house prays. Man, there's been so many times where I'll just go out and I'll be going about my day and I'll be intentional about prayer. God, open up doors today. I pray for divine appointments and I'll be sitting in a coffee shop in Germany where everybody's speaking German and I'll run into somebody speaking English and we'll have a conversation and it was just the right conversation that needed to take place for a door to open up. When the house prays, gates open oh i'll never be able to restore that relationship with my parents oh yeah but when the house prays gates open i'll never be able to get into that school i'll never be able to do that when the house prays gates open i'll never be able to get into that job when the house prays gates open are you following me Are you with me today? I'll never be able to be freed from that addiction or that shame. No, when the house prays, gates open. The way out, opportunities, things open. There are gates that God will open up and bring you through when you pray. I remember, I remember when I was just a young lad always wanted to say that i was like 19 (laughs) and uh i started i gave my life to the lord i started going to church i got invited to a staff meeting i was not staff and i didn't lead anything and uh i thought it was cool because we just ate uh we ate breakfast every morning but i didn't really know why i was there i felt out of place i felt unworthy to be there and one of the one of the staff members at the time we were walking out of uh, the restaurant, which happens to be Cracker Barrel, if anybody knows about that. And we were in the lobby of Cracker Barrel. Come on, some of y'all shouting more for Cracker Barrel than we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to work on that. We were sitting in the lobby of Cracker Barrel, and Jason Williams was his, was his name. Is his name? <laughs> and he said to me, "Hey, Daniel, you're a leader. Nobody ever told me I was a leader before. Nobody ever said, Daniel, you're a leader." And I never thought of myself as a leader. I just thought of myself more as a follower. He said, Daniel, you're a leader. And what happened was, is I just, I, I, was, I was praying. And people were, I, I know now people were praying for me. And that's when, 
when gates begin to open up in my life because I became the media director and got $300 a month and became a media director. And then I was serving in the youth ministry. And then one day on a Wednesday, the pastor calls me and said, hey, the youth pastor isn't coming. I need you to preach. And then from that very day, I became the youth pastor. Uh, then I got hired on full time as the youth pastor. And then all of a sudden, I got more responsibilities in the church. And then all of a sudden, I met a, a Scottish guy named Liam Smith. And we moved to Germany. Why? Because when the house prays, gates open. Gates open when the house prays. This last point, I just I want it to be our prayer. Make us a house of prayer. Make us a house of prayer, God. Make us a house of prayer. Peter, Peter came to Mary's house. I'm not, I'm not sure why Peter came to Mary's house. Maybe there was a regular meeting there and he always thought there's going to be people there. Or, 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 or maybe, maybe there was something on that house and there was something about that house because there was people gathered praying that was attractional to him to come to. It wasn't because there was marketing. It wasn't because the angels said go there. It was because it was a house of prayer. And when we have a house of prayer, can I tell you, the house grows. People come. People come that you weren't expecting to come. People come that don't know Jesus. People come that need to know Jesus. People come that don't even speak English. And people come because it's a house of prayer and it becomes attractional. And it's not because we have Facebook ads out there or good social media, but because the house prays, people come. And Peter came to Mary's house. Why Mary's house? Mary was John Mark's mom. Maybe it was because anybody had that mom in your life. Maybe it was your mom or maybe it was a friend's mom like everybody's always at their house. Make me hot pockets, mom. My friends are coming over. You know what I'm saying? Like, make some food. The friends are coming. I think Mary was that mom, you know? This was John Mark's mom. This was the only time you hear this Mary mentioned in scripture. John Mark's mom, Mary. But she had a house of prayer. And she was a mom. Any moms in the room, can I tell you that your call is not insignificant? Your life is not insignificant? Make your house a house of prayer. Make your house where all the kids come. Oh, mom's making Hot Pockets today. Anybody know what Hot Pockets are? Mom's making pizza. Bagel bites. Woo. Mom's, mom, mom. And, 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 and then people that don't know Jesus are in your house. And they see that you're a mom. That begins to pray. I'm just speaking in the month. Become a house of prayer. Establish your pray with your kids. Pray with it, your life isn't insignificant. For all of us in the room, listen. Your calling isn't insignificant. It was in Mary's, the mom's house. It wasn't uh, one of the apostles, Peter. It wasn't John. It wasn't John Mark. It was John Mark's mom, and God used John Mark's mom to deliver Peter from prison. And God will use you, even though you don't feel significant, to release people from prison because you're praying, because you're a house of prayer, because you're a place of prayer. Can the worship team come? We got to be a people who are establishing ourselves. Make me a house of prayer. God used that house as a catalyst for revival. God used that house as a catalyst for breakthrough. God used that house as a place for miracles. It was John Mark's mom. 
Can my, my prayer for you this year is that you would allow God to use you, to use your life. Maybe you, I, I don't know if you've ever felt insignificant. How could God ever use me? I'm not a leader. How could God ever use me? I don't even know Bible verses. How could God ever use me? I've done so many things that people are never going to look up to me. God can't use me. I'm too messed up. I'm too dirty. I'm too shameful. Oh, but he can. He used John Mark's mom, mom's house. I don't know if you've ever been around a praying mom. But a praying mom will mess some stuff up in the supernatural. And then it was just Rhoda, the servant girl, who experienced the miracle first. Maybe normally looked at as insignificant. You know, so I, I just want to be, I just want to be the servant at the door. I just want to be the servant at the door. I want to be the one with my eyes open to see what God wants to do. <clears throat> one story and we'll close. It's a professor at Fuller Seminary named Dr. Orr. It was. Passed now. And Dr. Orr would often take his seminary students on trips, mission trips, long trips, but he would take them on trips to go see places of previous revivals. He would go visit these places, teaching them about where revivals took place, Dr. Orr. And one specific trip, they were in London and they were at John Wesley's house. You don't know John Wesley is. John Wesley was an evangelist. And God used him to start revival, and now we get the Methodist denomination and the Methodist movement from John Wesley's life. And a lot that God did through John Wesley is we experience it today because of him. They went to John Wesley's house, and they're touring. It's now a museum, and it was then. They're touring this, this house that was a museum. Look at the artifacts. This is, oh man, this is where John Wesley used to sit and eat. Going around the house, and... The whole class with John Orr made their way up to the bedroom, to the top floor where John Wesley's bedroom is. And Dr. Orr is talking about the bedroom. All the students are gathered around. One student raises his hand and says, uh, Professor Orr, Dr. Orr, um, excuse me, can, do you know what those, what those patches in the carpet are, are right there? Oh, and Dr. Orr said, oh, I know what those patches are. That's where every single morning John Wesley would get out of his bed and put his knees in those two patches. And there are patches there because he did it so often, he did it every morning that it wore holes in the carpet. And John Wesley would pray, Lord, send revival. Send revival, Lord, and do it through me. Every morning, John Wesley, Lord, send revival and do it through me. And he certainly did. Dr. Orr finished talking about the room, made his way downstairs, said, all right, guys, it's time to go to the bus. They all loaded in on the bus, and Dr. Orr's getting a head count, realizes that he's missing a student. And he goes back into the house, starts looking through the house for the student, makes his way upstairs, and before he turns the corner, he hears the student praying in John Wesley's room. Lord, 
do it again. Lord, do it again. Do it again. And do it through me. Do it again, Lord. And do it through me. And as Dr. Orr turned the corner to look into the room, he saw the head of the student right by the bed and his knees in the very place where John Wesley would place his knees every morning in those patches in the carpet. Lord, do it again and do it through me. Professor Orr went gently and touched the student's shoulder and said, all right, son, we got to go back. We got to get on the bus. And then Billy Graham stood up and got on the bus. And if you don't know who Billy Graham is, he's one of the greatest evangelists we've ever seen in our time. For six decades was on TV evangelizing and holding crusades. More people than we can count came to salvation because of Billy Graham. Lord, sin revival. Lord, do it again and do it through me. Can you stand to your feet with me? When the house prays, revival breaks out. Chains break, gates open. Make us a house of prayer. Can you put your, can you put your hand on your heart? Say this with me. Lord, come on, say it like you mean it. Lord, send revival and do it through me. Say it again. Lord, send revival and do it through me. Lord, one more time. Send revival and do it through me. Lord, we worship you today. Do it through us, God. Send us. We'll go. Use us. Yes, Jesus. Send revival, God. Come on, worship, church. Let's establish this in the house of prayer. Chains break. Gates open. Refresh your church. Revive your church. Revive our nation. Revive our city, God. Who I am. You are, you are perfect, perfect in all.